0: You know, I've been thinking a lot about insecurities lately and how they present themselves so differently in all of us. My insecurities can come out in very different ways than Phil's insecurities come out. And often through my own lens, I'll look at Phil and I'll be like, assuming that what he's doing or saying or how he's behaving or whatever is not an actual insecurity, right? I'll, I'll read the the body language or I'll receive whatever he's saying to me and I will maybe internalize it or kind of let it activate my own insecurity and not be able to see him clearly in that moment and kind of zoom out and address what is going on beyond the surface. That's, what I, that's the best way I can kind of put it, right? Beyond what is being spoken or how someone is behaving. In other words, sometimes insecurities present themselves in somebody like who comes across or speaks with people as if they know everything, right? People who, when you share something with them, they feel a need to kind of lecture you or coach you, (laughs) fix you, tell you what you could do better, right? And that's not necessarily because there's something wrong with you. But if you have an insecurity about the topic that you might have shared, right, then the way they're coming at you will poke at your insecurity, And that happens to me quite often. I'll poke at my insecurity and immediately I start to be like, you think I'm not good enough? (laughs) Why are you telling me what to do? I'll get defensive. I'll get self-protective. I'll have an attitude and then I'll shut down and then I'll avoid you. I don't want to be around you. Like It'll turn into an entire thing, but it was in the moment of receiving that information that I was not able to see myself or the other person clearly, right? And that's what's so interesting about insecurity, because insecurity is actually a lack of inner certainty, okay? We're going to kind of deconstruct this real quick, because I find that to be so incredibly helpful to my own healing and growth. Certainty, Right? So insecurity is a lack of inner certainty. Certainty is firm conviction that something is true. Now, I'm going to repeat that. Certainty is firm conviction that something is true. So an insecurity means that you lack that firm conviction that something is true and you need somebody else to validate for you that the thing is true or that you're good enough or it was good enough. So I feel like that's pretty straightforward, but I'm going to elaborate even more and simplify even more, okay? Insecurity basically means that you have this lack of stability inside of yourself it in your mindset and your feelings about something you're doing or saying that you are sharing, right, or living or wearing, right, because it could be you're insecure about your body, your clothes, your hair, something like that. It could be you're insecure about your behavior or how you are expressing yourself in a moment. It could be many different things, right? We could assign the insecurity to many different things inside or outside of ourselves. But what is happening is you have not, and this is the part I really want you to hear, you have not gotten clear, don't worry, I'll explain that further, with yourself clear enough with yourself to validate and make sense of why you're doing what you're doing or why you feel what you feel or why you're saying what you're saying and how it aligns with you and is true for you or is an authentic expression of you or is a value of yours. So basically what that means is if you take the time to, you know, like if I get dressed in the morning, I'll I'll give you this example. If I get dressed in the morning and I glance at myself real quick and I don't connect with what I'm seeing and therefore what I'm feeling, then I may or may not, right? It might depend on the day, how I woke up, how I, you know, slept the night before, the conversations I had throughout the morning. I may or may not go through that day not feeling that great about myself because I didn't validate for me why I am presenting myself that way that day. (laughs) It sounds like a giant riddle, but it's deep, okay? It's deep and yet simple. If I look at myself in the mirror, this is not a long-winded process here. If I look at myself in the mirror and I go, I'm wearing my hair that way because I like it that way. I feel my best when I have it that way, right? Or I think it's pretty. I validate in some way, shape, or form. I validate it for me. I'm putting my makeup on like this because I feel my best when it looks more natural, right? I'm wearing this outfit because I feel comfortable versus what a lot of us do sometimes is we get dressed mindlessly, and I'm using that as the example once more. This can be applied to anything in your life. but. Most of uh, some of us get dressed mindlessly, or we get dressed for other people. Right? I'm going to put this on because I think so and so will like it. Or so and so said, I look hot in this, or sexy in this, or or good in this, or professional in this, or whatever it is. So and or or I saw so and so online wearing this type of outfit. So I liked it on them. I'm going to wear it too. But you have yet to look at yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, I look good in this or I feel good in this. And therefore, that is what creates that disconnect between being having that inner certainty and having that lack of inner certainty. Because if I have zero understanding or connection to what I'm doing, saying, feeling, thinking, wearing, choosing, right, deciding to live in my life, If I have a lack of that, if I haven't taken the time to be mindful of validating these things for me, then I set myself up for for these moments where my sensitivities can get poked at and activated, and then I can lash out because somebody poked at it, and now I'm uncomfortable, and I'm not living in in a space where I am mindful of what is actually happening. Cut. I'm sure that was confusing, so don't worry. We have a whole episode ahead to explain it. Last week, I shared with you that I'm participating in the Magic Mind 14 Days of Magic Challenge. That is hashtag 14 Days of Magic. The challenge's purpose is to set three goals to better yourself while drinking Magic Mind for 14 days. In doing so, you not only support yourself in becoming your best self, but you also save the Amazon rainforest in the process because every use of the hashtag and every purchase of Magic Mind goes towards helping with the reforestation of one of the Brazilian sectors the rainforest this week i wanted to share with you my own goals that i've set for myself during this challenge number one is i would love to improve my self-talk and i think this goes for everybody right we can be more mindful day in and day out of how we're speaking to ourselves and making sure that it is as kind to ourselves as we are to other people in our life number two I would like to up my yoga practice to two times a day instead of one, which I know sounds a little ambitious, but I have found that doing yoga right in the morning and before bed on the rare occasion I've done that actually helps me significantly in having a sounder sleep, waking up in a better headspace, and then getting right into my yoga practice right first thing in the morning. So I know that's going to be a little challenge for me, but I'm going to set that goal to achieve that. Number three, I would like to set better, firmer boundaries around my own self-doubt, self-criticism, and all the voices in my head that constantly say I'm not good enough. Those boundaries are those kind of invisible lines that we have and just with ourself, right? Nobody really knows they exist except us. And I want to be, again, more mindful of my self-talk. And so part of that means that I have to also set boundaries around not saying these negative things to myself. And I did add a fourth just because that's me. Uh, and it is that I would like to, you know, make sure that I am incorporating dance into my weeks. I mentioned this in last week's podcast episode that I miss dancing. I grew up as a competitive dancer. I really love it. It makes me feel so connected to my body and just free and confident and sexy. And I think I need more of that in my life. So, why do I think that Magic Vine is going to help me out with all of those goals? Well, Magic Vine helps me focus and balance my energy as well as my mood, and it helps me really feel less stress in my day. So, I think it's really going to support. I mean, as you can see, setting firmer and healthier boundaries around my own self doubt and really being mindful of my self talk involves me focusing and. Feeling calm and regulated in those moments that, you know, I am a little activated or frustrated with something. Um, as I also mentioned in last week's podcast episode, Magic Mind has become my replacement for my third cup of coffee that I crave in my day. And that keeps my jitters away and helps me, again, maintain a a balance within my mind and my body so I can stay focused and do the things that I really want to do. So on top of that, it also helps me sleep better, reduces my anxiety, and it keeps me productive. So how can you join me and what's in it for you? because I know that's important, right? Well, aside from helping the Amazon rainforest, you get to create content and have the opportunity to win a free subscription to Magic Mind. So here's how you can get started. You begin by purchasing any package of Magic Mind using my discount code DOTS14. Create any content using the hashtag 14 days of magic and show us how it's supporting you in making big changes in your life. Submit the content at the same link you purchased at, which is magicmind.co backslash 14 days of magic. The campaign will end on November 30th. So you have time to do this and I'll be selecting a winner based on who filmed the most creative and visible changes In their life, I dropped the link to purchase and submit and the discount code right in the episode description so you can join me for the 14 Days of Magic. Remember, my code is DOTS14 and it will get you 20% off your purchase or 40% off a subscription of Magic Mind. I'm going to give you a full review of my time using Magic Mind in the upcoming episodes, so stay tuned. I do want to say this though. Wanting validation from outside sources, right? The people in your life that are close to you or for me, let's say, like getting validation from clients that I work with, individuals who follow me online, those of you listening right now, when you send me a message or you leave a review under the podcast and you say something positive, that's validating. Now... The key difference here between needing validation and wanting validation from things outside of yourself or people, sources outside of yourself, is, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> now, I'm hearing it in my head before I say it. Clearly, that's why I'm giggling. Um, when you need validation, need Need is different than want. Let's keep that in mind, okay? We need validation from an outside source. We don't yet believe it ourselves. And therefore what happens is we could get it from an outside source and we'll see the nice words like written on the paper or on the computer or we'll hear the nice thing that somebody is saying. We'll hear the approval from outside of us, but we are still disconnected from it. So yeah, it's great because so-and-so said it's great, but I'm disconnected from feeling great about it, and therefore it won't ever feel like it's enough because there's actually a void inside of me that I'm not filling. I'm utilizing people and sources outside of myself to try to fill this void on behalf of me. To make me feel good. In other words, I'm handing the responsibility of my self-esteem and my confidence to everybody else in my life, which is really unfair to me and really unfair to everybody else. Versus wanting validation. Wanting validation means that like, I know I'm good. <laughs> or I know I look good, right? I know I was kind, or I know. But I still want to hear it from someone else that I care about and I trust or I love or what respect or whatever, right? I still want to hear it. Like a great example of this is that I'm really connected to what I do here on this podcast. I was very clear. This is where clarity is so important. Okay. I was very clear when I decided I was going to make a podcast that the purpose, the value of this podcast was for Amy to have an additional outlet to express herself on topics that I may or may not address on my other social media outlets. I wanted space for my personality to come out more and shine through. I wanted space to be more of a human being versus, you know, on Instagram where I formulate a caption in a way where it's just getting straight to the point. I wanted space for more of the nuance of these conversations and to talk about the things that go on in my life and and use those examples to help further your understanding or make my point a little bit more clear on a specific topic. To have a bridge between social media and Working with me privately where people get to have this interaction with me. They get to hear my personality. They, they listen to the stories or the examples I tell them. And it's powerful because they're able to connect to themselves through my real life examples. And it's a profound experience on both sides of the phone. Because it's so empowering for me to be able to share the things that I have overcome and been through with the purpose of it's connecting to something somebody else is struggling with. And we can always see and hear things better outside of ourselves. So, you know, it's not every single client of mine doesn't love a personal example or a story. I have to kind of like individualize the way I talk and, and work with my one-on-one clients, but the bulk of them do. And so I wanted to bridge that gap, right? And this was my outlet to do that. You see how clear that is? So because that's so clear, I feel good about what I do here. And, and this is where like everybody gets it a little messy because then you factor in, well, Amy, aren't you running a business? Isn't this a business? And, and this is a really great example to kind of tackle those questions because the reality is yes, except my particular business is a a complete extension of myself. Like, I am my business. My business wouldn't exist if I hadn't gone through what I <laughs> went through, overcame it, learned ways to cope and deal and understand things, and then chose to teach it to other people. Like, the business would not exist at all. I didn't go to school and get a degree in counseling or therapy or whatever. I didn't do that. I got a degree in... <laughs> liberal arts. I got a degree in... in uh in photography and went to work in fashion, which is what I had focused my photography on when I was in college. And therefore, yeah, this business is a direct extension of Amy the Human. And because of that, I need to utilize Amy the Human in all avenues of this business. So, So for me, Right? When you factor in the label or the umbrella, if you will, of business, and you go, well, that's great that it connects with you, Amy, but running a business, you kind of have to connect with your audience or your potential customer or client to get them to then invest or spend money on your services. True. Except my business, you see how I keep saying that? Because this is really important, and we're going to connect it to you as an individual in one split second here my business works differently than you know a clothing brand that is not an extension of one individual right it's a brand so it's a separate entity that they've built and basically branded and then market under that name and whatever they've attached to that name and that brand right they created something separate Yes, people did that, so a bunch of personalities or one personality went and did that, but that's different than me, right? I have to understand myself in order to understand my work. That is how my work works. But this is where it's very connected to you as an individual and very helpful for me to use that example for you. You, as an individual, need to know yourself and understand yourself in order to build your self-confidence, right? To improve your self-esteem, you need to make sense of you and understand you. We don't necessarily do that through external validation. We don't because that actually strays you from you. It gets you lost and, and drags you away from yourself into somebody else's mind and filter of the world and their taste and their style and their opinions and their belief system. Right. So case in point, let's loop back to me for a second. As a little girl, if I depended, which I did because I had to, those were the rules in the house, I had to depend on basically my dad. Like the rule was dad has to check your outfit before you go to school because he had rules around what we could wear. And, and I think I've addressed this in previous podcast episodes, but he had a thing about us wearing like blue jeans he didn't want us to so as a little girl i had to wear like a dress a skirt or dress pants (laughs) she's not a fan of dress pants she never has been i mean i'll wear them sometimes these days but i'm just like i'm more of a comfy person i like dressing up but I i like being comfy I'd wear sweatpants every single day if I could, or I'd be naked. That's just like how I roll. But anyway, couldn't do that as a little girl, clearly not acceptable, didn't live in a um, a nudist um, colony. So <laughs> had to like get dressed, go into my parents' room and have my dad check my outfit and approve of it before I went to school. And that's not fun. That's not fun in general, but that's also not fun for a little girl in her self-esteem to have daddy approve of what she's wearing and just like let me just like let's close our eyes unless you're driving if you're driving or you're like walking down the sidewalk right now listening to me please don't close your eyes please don't heed my warning keep your eyes open and just listen intently um but if you are just like laying in bed or on your couch and doing nothing but you're in a safe space (laughs) close your eyes It's important that I say that, though. There are people that will just like mindlessly do it and and no disrespect. I just want to make sure you don't. Um, I need you to visualize this, right? So you're a little kid, be it man or woman, it doesn't matter. I was a little girl, right? I'd get dressed in the morning. I don't know. Let's say I'm like age 10. Get dressed in the morning. I know the rules. Like I know what I shouldn't wear and I know what I'm supposed to wear I put on my khakis and I tuck in my shirt because my dad liked a tuck in shirt. He said it looked sloppy if we didn't tuck in our shirts. So tucked in my shirt, whatever it was, whether it was a t-shirt or a button down. I can't remember that far back, but whatever shirt I put on, tucked it in for the mere purpose of getting my outfit approved because I didn't like dressing like this at all. Walked in, had to like knock on the bathroom door. My dad was usually in there like shaving or something. And he'd turn and he just like, he's a very stoic man. So he would just, with no facial expression, eye you up and down. He'd look me up and down. And I'm standing there nervous. Number one, it was not easy to get dressed that morning. I don't love what I'm putting on my body. And now I have to go get it checked before I can even leave the house. So like, I'm nervous, Okay. I'm standing in front of him. I'm a little girl. Therefore, my, my self-confidence is not at all there yet. I'm looking to daddy for approval. And that was the dynamic in the house. So that was clearly encouraged, right? He looks me up and down. Is that what you're wearing to school? And it's like, duh, what the f- kind of question is that? It's that what I'm wearing to school. I wouldn't be standing in front of you asking for approval if this wasn't what I was choosing to wear to school. And these are all like approved by you and your rules. So I'm assuming it's a guaranteed yes, but now you're playing a game with me because this is what my dad does. My dad thinks it's cute and funny to be sarcastic in these moments instead of just give you a straight answer or a compliment. Okay. So it's like I have to play the whole damn game. And then he is like, you look fine, sweetie. And then he gets soft with you and like, that's the moment you're waiting for, okay? Or at least me as a little girl, that was the moment I was waiting for. The, you look fine, sweetie. It was like, ah, softness, thank you. Then he like hugs and kisses me and I'm like tossing random clothes in my book bag to go to school because I don't want to dress like this to go to school. And I'm gonna switch shirts or pants when I get there. And then I'm gonna pray to God that when I get off the school bus in the afternoon at home, he's not home from work yet. I can't tell you how many times I did that. And maybe got questioned one time when I like switched jackets and got, because I hated wearing a jacket. And I remember switching to like a lighter jacket, something like that. And, and I stuffed the other one in my book bag and I got off the bus and I had the cool one on, not the big puffy one on, and was walking in the house and I remember... Somebody, what, I don't know if it was my mom or dad, somebody saying something. And I was like, damn it, they're on to me. Um, cut to years later, right? Years later, and it's like, I'm now, I don't know, a teenager. And I'm in high school, and I'm getting dressed for a dance. And I get all dolled up. I'm in my dress. I feel pretty, but I'm still trained to need somebody's approval, right? Because that was the dynamic in the house, So I go and I stand in front of my father and all I want is him to tell me I look pretty. All I want is him to be like soft with me. And he sits in his chair and he does the thing again. Stoic face looks me up and down. (sighs) That's what you're wearing. And it's just like a shot to the fucking gut. And you're and I now because I'm a little older, I'm like, cringing in that moment and i immediately the, the posture goes down the shoulders go in cuz that's what that is your body responds to these environments so you know if you ever see people who have that like hunch right who walk and their head is down and their shoulders are are rolled in and they've got you know they're they're kind of like bent over they're not standing up straight with good posture they're protecting their heart they're insecure that's what's going on there. That's a trained posture. We do that when we get nervous. We do that when we get scared. We do that when we don't feel good enough. We do that when we feel insulted and judged. Immediately, I collapse in. And because I only had so much of a threshold for this, (laughs) I start to cry. And I'm like, wait, you should tell me I'm pretty. And then my mom steps in. And I was telling a client this story yesterday, by the way. This is why this is the topic today, because it was pretty powerful when I shared it with her. Uh, My mom stepped in and my mom goes, tell her she's pretty. And she, she would say it like that. And he'd go, oh, come on. She knows she's pretty. And he'd get annoyed. And she was annoyed. And now I'm just standing there thinking, like, I don't know who to believe doesn't feel truthful coming out of his mouth because she just forced him to say it. His authentic reaction was, is that what you're wearing? So now I'm second guessing everything I'm wearing. And I'm already a teenage girl who's like questioning if she's good enough as is. And this environment is not conducive to building my self-esteem at all. It just shatters it. Take that girl and like add on 15 years to her life. And you've got somebody who instinctually like defaults to looking at somebody else for the approval of what she is wearing, what she is doing, what she is saying, what she's thinking, what she's believing. Constantly. If you're close to me, that's my default. To look, and and I know on the outside in, because I have every client over the last 10 plus years, is like, how did you get so confident? It's like, I've worked my ass off to get to this place, but I'm still not where I'd like to be because you don't see this, you don't hear this until I tell you this, right? But that's my default to even in my relationship, to turn and be like, do I look pretty today? It's it's this narrative that I've got recycling itself in my head because it's conditioned into me, right? It's kind of like, you know, if you watch influencers or, or anybody online, or a brand, or you listen to a podcast, and they always kind of start or finish saying like, you know, a, a keyword or phrase that is like theirs, right? Like some people just say hi a little bit differently, and it gets to the point where every video they post, they start with that hi. And so you know when you hear that voice, or you hear somebody repeat it, you know who they're referencing. That's branding 101, by the way. I'm not that great at it. I'm working on it. But that... That's branding 101. Okay. When you speak a secret language like fucking Disney World, <laughs> they got different words for everything. When you speak that language, you're speaking to your people, and your people then know the language and then speak it amongst themselves and they connect it to you. Okay. Well, it's because it's repeated time and time and time again that it sticks with you. Well, When your upbringing is a certain way, when you watch a certain thing over and over again, or you hear a certain thing over and over again, or you witness or experience a certain thing, right? My dad's stoic face over and over again, and his, that's what you're wearing to school? Like the game that he would play. Mind you, let's just cut to, because I cannot do my job unless I explain this. Why did he do that? Is he a mean, evil villain in the story? No, no, did it, did it? Not help my confidence? A thousand percent. I'm not saying it's okay, but do I understand where it comes from now that I'm older? Yes. Do I now empathize and have compassion for my father and not depend on him for my self-confidence? A thousand percent. That's where I want you to get to in your life, wherever you're at, right? Not depend on the thing. You don't need it from others. You want it. I want, I love attention. You kidding me? love attention. I love a compliment. Tell me I'm pretty. I love it. I love it. But I also love knowing. So I love the moment where somebody says it to me and I'm overwhelmed with good emotion to hear it coming back at me. But I also am in agreement with it. I'm not like, huh, I wonder why they're saying that or I'm not sure that's true. Because when you're there, it's because you haven't validated you. let me circle back real quick. Why did my father do that? His own insecurity. So back to my main point where I started, because that's what we do here, connect the dots. (sighs) Other people's insecurities trigger our own insecurities. When we're children in an environment with an insecure adult or parent or guardian, their insecurity, we internalize. We make it about ourselves. Now, There's no real way around that other than be a more secure adult before you have a kid, ideally, right? So you don't imprint your child with your insecurity and then perpetuate a lifelong pattern where they become amy. (laughs) me. But his own insecurity why did he play the little game like why did he in the moment that i stood in front of him have to do like couldn't just be genuine and uh, like honest towards me and be like you look really pretty because he a couldn't get outside of himself in that moment enough to see how his words and actions were impacting me negatively He wasn't thinking beyond himself in that moment. We don't think beyond ourselves when we are insecure because we're stuck in our little black hole in our body. In other words, that little void that we're needing something. We're stuck in the need. And when you have a need, think about when you're hungry and it turns into hanger, right? Anyone in your way is fucked, (laughs) It doesn't matter what they're saying to you or how kind they're being sometimes. When you've got that strong need, you need it to be filled. You need it to be met, right? It's the same when you're sick or you're in an emergency type situation, right? So think about fight or flight mode. It doesn't matter what people are saying to you in that moment. You can't hear it because you've got a need. And in that need, that need with or flight mode i mean it's a little more intricate than hanger but sort of similar but you 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 have to meet that need and that need is i need to protect myself i'm in danger right that's fight or flight freeze or fall pick your choice when we when when i stood in front of my father in these moments my father had his own insecurities about being a father he also had his in, own insecurities about being good enough and his own insecurities about getting attention, feeling worthy of attention. So the minute you you approached him and gave him attention, he leveraged it. He he uh, took advantage of that moment to try to elongate it and and his best way at the time of doing that was to keep you standing there much longer than necessary because he wanted the attention he wanted the time he wanted to interact with you the the irony of this is when you would go to him and genuinely want to sit and hang out with him and have a conversation he was he always acted distant and distracted like he'd be glued to the TV or he was distracted doing yard work or construction or something like that and you were like don't you have the time of day for me, right? As a little kid, you internalize it. Why am I not good enough to make you stop what you're doing and give me time and attention and affection? It wasn't that. <laughs> he was feeling the same way as you. So. Like, this is the fascinating part about childhood trauma. I'm not going to dive into childhood trauma and all of the intricacies of that right now. But I'm trying to help you understand where our insecurities come from. And what I want you to take into the bigger scheme of things is even as an adult, when you're not around your parents or your guardians or the adults that raised you, when you go into your relationships or your friendships or your own parenting, <laughs> sometimes that person's insecurity activates your insecurity that you don't even realize is there until you start to get angry that they're not saying something a certain way or doing something a certain way, right? Meeting the need that you need met. Liken it again to anger, When you're hungry, all you can think about it, I don't give a shit about anything else going on in that moment. I don't care. I don't care who else has a need. I have a very strong need and it's feed me. Just feed me. So when someone's like, well, what do you want? I don't care. Just find me food and get it in my mouth. That's what I want right now. Don't ask me questions. I have very little space to converse, be patient, be empathetic, be anything that I normally am because now I have a basic need that has not been met. Same when you got to pee. Same when you're overly tired. You ever been around someone who when they start to get tired... (laughs) I know someone like this. I will withhold their name. Uh, When they start to get tired, they get mean. They get mean. And they just start saying, get away. Get away. Shut up. Get away. Leave me alone. And it will come out of nowhere. And you'll be like, what? I didn't even say anything to you. What do you mean? Get away. Leave you alone. Get away. Leave me alone. What I've learned is like, "Uh uh-oh. Okay, you just don't have any bandwidth anymore. Right? You just there's no space anymore for anything else to be put in because you need to now meet your need. A lot of people are not in tune with themselves. Oh, child, we're circling back to the original point here, right? You have to be connected to you to be able to acknowledge something that you believe, feel, feel, like about yourself that is true for you right to have that firm conviction that something is true for you to be certain about it when you look in the mirror every day it doesn't have to be this like five to ten or plus minute process of like going down the list of all of your you know my hair my eyes the whole thing and validating those no if I look at myself and I go I like myself in green today I look good that's enough. I'm in green by the way, and I do look good. <laughs> I do. Brings out the color in my eyes. If you look in the mirror and you're able to validate something about yourself, you've met a need. Okay? You've you've shored up a question that may or may not come up in the day or may or may not get activated in the day, that you want, will want if you don't meet that need or answer that question for yourself, right? Validate it for yourself. You'll want someone else to answer for you. And when they don't give it to you the right way, mind you, if they give it to you at all, it's not going to be good enough if you haven't given it to you. So what is your responsibility? Let's close this episode out with that. Your responsibility every single day that you are alive is to meet your needs. To meet your needs. Your needs beyond your basic needs of like shelter, sleep, food, all of that, water, all of those things, right? Uh, uh, bathing, getting dressed, all that shit. Your needs are to make certain what you see in yourself or feel about yourself or believe about the world or a topic at hand, whatever, to make those certain for you, to make those true for you, to make sense of them to the point where you're able to go, I get why I think that and I'm good, and it's good enough for me. I'm okay with that, right? Makes sense to me. Again, let's just like jump over to the example of me in business, right? I know why I make this podcast. So when I get trapped in the, how many people are streaming it, how many people left me a review and all of the nitty gritty analytics and insights and, and things that would allow me to take it to the next level and, and market it differently or get more paid ads going in it, all of those things. When I start to get distracted by those, cause that's all they are is fucking distractions. I got to come back to. My truth, that's what that means, about why I'm connected to doing it in the first place. Because if I am clear and certain with myself as to the value and the purpose of doing it, then I will validate it. And it will feel validated by the people that are listening without them having to say anything. It will feel enough, in other words. It will feel enough regardless of the number right the thing that I could like get distracted by it will feel enough and then by chance if someone leaves me a nice review or sends me a message and says I was listening to this episode and something you said really sparked this thought process and it made me make a change in my life and I I get those messages right if that so happens on a random day I'm not needing it Right, I'm not hyper fixated on it. I'm not waiting around twiddling my thumbs going, where's the fucking comment? I see people are listening, but why didn't anyone leave me a comment? Or why didn't anyone message me about it? Was it not good enough? Right? See, my insecurity starts to get activated. I don't need that. I don't need that. So all I need to do is make sense of what am I doing and why am I doing it and why is it good enough for me? And if it's good enough for me, then what happens is I am detached from needing anything coming at me. I want it. Yeah, of course I want it. But I'm detached from it because I don't have a need anymore. I just have a want. I filled the void, right? It's kind of like when you eat a meal and you've had enough of that meal, you may or may want dessert, right? You may be full. You may not be full yet. You may or may not want dessert. When you need dessert, it's usually because, I mean, after dinner, where that's the context of this. It's usually because you haven't had enough to eat, right? So there's an unmet need and now you are desperate for something more. That happens to me sometimes because sometimes I go to restaurants and I, there's not enough food for me to eat because it's not allergy friendly, but that's a whole other conversation for a different day you need to meet your needs. And those needs go well beyond your physical needs. Those needs go into your mental and emotional needs. Those needs are when you look at yourself in the mirror, do you approve of what you see? And if you don't approve of what you see, decide what you would like to see and start taking steps to make the changes so it aligns more with what you wanna see. The same goes for anything in your life, right? Your finances, your relationships. If you don't like how you're interacting with someone, And maybe not necessarily on your end. Maybe you don't like what's coming at you. Okay, what adjustment do I need to make that's more in alignment with what I want coming at me? Let me validate what I want coming at me first. Let me be very clear with myself and understand why I need it. In other words, the thing I always talk about when it comes to boundaries is understanding the value of knowing what, I mean, understanding what behaviors you value and you do not value. If I understand that I do not value a certain behavior and therefore I do value this opposite behavior, then I'm now clear. And therefore I go into my relationships very clear-minded knowing I'm not going to put up with this because I want this and I value this and I understand why. And I don't then waver when I set a boundary with someone and they question it, they debate it, or they breach it. I don't care because I'm not attached to you doing anything. I know and understand why it's good enough for me, why I need it, and therefore you don't have to do it. Sorry, got a little escalated there because it got me all worked up talking about this. I don't need you to do it. I know I need it. So if you're unwilling to do it, fine by me. I love you. I care about you. I may wish you would be willing to do it. But I validated it for me. In other words, I made me and my opinion about me the most important voice in my head. I'm going to end there because it could just get redundant from here. And I think, you know, we came full circle in this episode. Um, That is all. That is all she wrote this week. I will chat with you. I'll chat with you next week before my birthday. Yeah. 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 I will. So I'll see you then. Ciao, ciao.